0: Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy, Byron, the instructor.
1: And Danielle from Defensive Unicorns.
0: And here we are with another episode of Guns, Gear, and Life. And today, we're going to talk about first-time firearm owners. Especially now with this pandemic, a lot of people are just running out and buying firearms. Now, the problem with that is just by going out and buying firearms, you might end up with trash. What do you think, Danny?
1: That's true. They'll try to sell you whatever because you don't know any better. And you also are buying firearms and you don't have any proper training.
0: That's a big one, too. I think one of the things right now is everybody is so scared and worried about what may happen and things that are going on that they don't care. They're just, just give me a gun. And one of the things we want you to do is understand, do your due diligence before you go purchase a firearm. Don't just go in the store and say, well, you don't have this. Well, give me whatever you got. Go in there with an understanding of certain things. So if I'm going to purchase a firearm, what brands have I heard are reliable? Because reliability should be a major thing. So when you think about things like that, you really want to do your due diligence. Uh, Danny, what was it like your first time purchasing a firearm?
1: Well, for me, it wasn't very difficult because I had someone that I was already training with before I bought my firearm, and I also went online, so I did my homework first. Like I shopped around different stores. I seen actual online purchase prices. I looked at a bunch of different stuff before I just went and bought a firearm. So by the time I actually got to the store to buy a firearm, I had a good price for the firearm that I wanted. Um, and I had already looked up and did
0: homework on that firearm. That's good. I think that's actually very good because a lot of people aren't doing their due diligence. And I think that's another thing that you touched on is very important. You were already seeking training before you decided to purchase a firearm. Now, yes, we understand that in these troubling times, a lot of people are like, yeah, let me go out and get a firearm. And yes, but guess what? A firearm that you don't know how to use does not benefit you at all. If you don't know how to properly use the firearm, it cannot help you. So these are things you need to be mindful of. Me personally, when I first purchased my firearm, I will never forget it, it was a while ago, but I went with a Glock 19. One of the reasons I went with a Glock 19 was because I researched Glock. I heard about all of the reliability of Glock and it's been tested and tried for years. And it withstood the test of time and always came out on top. That's why 90% of police departments use them because of their reliability. And they're just a workhorse. So for me, I had an idea of what I was going to get because I did my due diligence and research. Now, training-wise, this is years ago before we even got into the things that we're into now with training and things like that. But... I decided to self-train a lot, and after I did some self-training, I actually did go take some other instruction just to get better acclimated with firearms and a lot of the internal things I didn't know, like how to maintain a gun and things like that. So the education behind firearms is definitely something that you should look into. It's very important, people, very important. Owning a firearm is serious, and you have to treat it as such. That's like saying, well, you go to a car dealer and they're just going to sell you some car because you just want to drive. You don't care. Just give me whatever you got. You can end up with junk that way too. But just do your due diligence when it comes to firearms. If something seems too good to be true, it very well may be. So what else do you think, Danny? So after you purchased your first firearm and you are already training... What was next for you, for all of the ladies out there?
1: Um, for me, I wish I just tried out more than the one firearm that I did shoot. I did try different firearms. I actually shot three different firearms at the time. I had the Glock 43. I shot the Glock 17 the Glock 19. But I wish I did a little bit more homework because, of course, now I have a Glock 48, which I love, um, that I feel like I should have bought from the beginning. The Glock 48, um, the Glock 43 is a great firearm for concealment but it's not the best for your first firearm because there's a lot of kick so a lot of recoil so i wish i would have did a little bit more homework and realized you know the 48 is still good for concealment um, but it's less recoil so if i knew then what i did what i do now I just would have did, like, a little bit more homework and tried some firearms that weren't available to me. Maybe went to the range, rented a firearm just to try it out and see for sure um, what I wanted.
0: Yeah, I think that's very important, too, because also this isn't, like, something you could just, oh, this gun doesn't fit me. Let me go take it back. Doesn't work like that. Because let's say if you go in the store, you purchase a firearm for, let's say, $500. You take it out. You go to the range. You shoot it. And you say, Wow as Danny was saying, this this firearm has a lot more recoil than I'm looking forward to. So now what happens? Okay, you don't like it. So you say, I'm gonna take this back to the store. Well, now what happens is, this $500 you just paid for the firearm is used. I don't care if you took it to the range and you shot it three times, it's used. You might not even shoot it at all, but once it walks out that store, it's just like a car that you drive off the lot, it's used now. So let's say you take a firearm back. Now, let's say, hypothetically speaking, you never shot the gun. Now, you just paid $500 for it, right? Now, when you go to sell it back, you might only get $250 from a gunshot. Because at the end of the day, it's business for them. So, they're not going to pay you $500 for a gun, even if you didn't shoot it. Because at the end of the day, it's still a used firearm. Because it's already been purchased, you took it home. So now, let's say you lose half of your money. So in some cases, some gun shops will allow you to put firearms on consignment, which is you name your own price. And if somebody buys it, sometimes some gun shops take a cut, sometimes they don't. So you just have to really weigh your options on that. But a big way to avoid that is just do your due diligence, go in a gun shop, hold a couple guns in your hand. One of the biggest things I can say to our audience is, identify your purpose of the firearm that you're purchasing. Are you looking for a firearm for concealed carry? Now, to jump back on what Danny said, she said the Glock 43 was great for concealed carry because it's a smaller firearm, it's easier to conceal. And it is. It's really a smaller firearm. However, with a smaller firearm, you do deal with more recoil. And for those listeners that are unsure about recoil, pretty much what recoil is is when you're firing a gun how much muzzle rise you get now with a smaller gun you're gonna receive a little bit more muzzle rise than you will with a gun with a longer barrel so like she said when she purchased her glock 48 it was a lot better a lot more comfortable to shoot and honestly i would say it's still really good for concealed carry what do you think danny
1: yes i i love my Glock 48 i feel like it has been my best purchase so far um it's good for concealment there's not too much recoil and um as he was saying that's like the push a lot of people especially that's new with firearms they're like oh how much is the pushback from when you shoot so that's your recoil so it's not too much recoil um way less than the 43 um another thing about the 43, too, is that, like I said, yeah, it's easier to conceal, but there's way more kick. And then on top of that, when I went to, like you were saying, to go to the, the gun store. So when I went to the gun store and I picked up the 43, because I did do that, um, like I said, I even shot the 43. But comparing the 43 to the 17 and the 19, it was like, okay, these, these firearms are way too big. Mm-hmm. So the 43 was just perfect for me. But if I would have compared the 43 to a 48, then I would have got the 48. So not only to just go to the gun store and hold the firearm, but to also rent it, rent it out. It's not that much. Most of the time it's like $15 and just shoot it, go to the range, shoot it. So that way you can see the recoil. You can see how the firearm fits in your hands. Um, You could just make sure it's really a good fit for you before you purchase.
0: Yeah, that's definitely important. Like I said, it's no just taking it back. You can't return it. It's not like a 30-day a or two-day return policy, something like that. Once you purchase it, it has been transferred to you. You are approved. It is now yours. So once you walk out the store, it is now used. So
1: Even if you sell it, you don't get what you paid for it.
0: Exactly. So the biggest thing is just definitely do your due diligence. Now, Like I said, one of the biggest things is identify what the firearm will be used for. Now, like Danny was saying, she was comparing something for concealed carry. So when you go from a Glock 17, which is a full-size firearm, to a Glock 19, which is a compact firearm, but could be difficult to conceal depending on what you wear in your everyday life, to a Glock 43, the Glock 43 is a no-brainer for concealability. So identify what reason you're purchasing the firearm for because now if you're purchasing a firearm for your house that won't matter right so now we could go with a glock 17 for the home which is going to be bigger but remember it's not to conceal it it's just to have in your home just in case anything happens right so identify what your primary use of that firearm is going to be me personally i do own the glock 48 I have concealed carried it a few times and it's really comfortable it's not heavy so a lot of times i'll forget it's there now usually i'm i'm a big fan of the glock 19 myself but it's a little bit bigger so for the ladies it might not be ideal for concealed carrying depending on what type of clothes you wear but the glock 48 is definitely a great option and just to give you guys an idea, the Glock 48 has the same barrel length as the Glock 19, it's just a slim frame which makes it a lot easier to conceal. And a slim frame would be a single stack. So instead of having more capacity where like a Glock 19 where the magazine is wider because you can hold way more ammo because the bullets kind of sit side where they're all set side by side as opposed to single stack where every round is on top of each other. So single stack, you get a slimmer frame, which is easier to conceal. Now, once again, like I said, it also goes back to what are you are wearing? But I think the best thing that you could do is invest in training, find a local instructor, or just reach out, talk to some people online, there's tons of instructors out here, and don't just talk to one, talk to a couple, unless you get some really solid information from one. But make sure you vet your instructors, because, it's a lot of fly by night instructors i was here to be honest with you what do you think danny
1: um especially right now with everybody panicking and so much going on it's a lot of people out here that are trying to get in on i guess what they would say you know a good time for an instructor because you're making a lot you're having a lot of business right now um but at the end of the day some people don't know or they don't really care about the students they're teaching So they might not teach you the right things. At the end of the day, they're just worried about money. So just make sure that you have someone. I mean, I feel like with me, instructors I have met, I can tell by, you know, things they talk about, the time they put in. I can just tell their passion and what they do. So to me, that's a big thing. I'm not the biggest person on how long you've been teaching, of course, because, you know, I fall into that category for one reason. But um, to me it's about, you know, how important it is for people to learn the right way. How much um, it means to that person personally that you can protect yourself. That's stuff that you want to pay attention to. Why somebody wants to teach is an important thing. Because if somebody's just out here teaching for the money, then more than likely they're not really concerned about what you learn or don't learn.
0: Exactly, as long as you're paying. Now, to piggyback off of what Danny said, now, can you have instructors that, let's say, may have a few months under their belt? Yes, because you don't understand. One thing that people need to understand is you might have somebody that has been training for a while, but it took them a while, and they finally came around to become a certified instructor, okay? So you have people that are trainers, and then you have certified instructors. Now, I will say this. The time that people have in doesn't always matter because there's people that have been in just getting by, but all they care about is money. They don't care about how much you learn. They just want you to come back money, 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 money. And I get it. It is a business. So you're in it to make money. However, the goal of a serious instructor such as myself, I want to give you tools that could possibly save your life. Okay. Me giving you knowledge that you could give me a phone call and say, hey, listen, man, somebody broke into my home and what you told me worked, man, and I made it. I was able to stop the threat and my family's okay." You can't buy that. You can't put a price tag on that. For me, that's something that's priceless. So it's not about the money that I'm getting from you. It's about the knowledge I'm giving to you. You know what I mean? I feel as though the value of what I'm giving you is always going to outweigh the money that I receive from you. You can't put a price on skills that could possibly save you or your family's lives. So, you know, just make sure you get with a local instructor, man. It's during, the, during this pandemic, man, people have been panic buying. But please do your due diligence. I have seen people out here with guns that aren't the most reliable, but... We're not going to get into that and start throwing brands out there that you shouldn't buy. But you can always reach out to us if you have questions. You know, just let us know what you're thinking, how you're feeling. And if you have questions, we can help you out. And if we're in your area, come take a class. Right. Because we're all over the place. We're definitely going different places. But we would like to thank you guys for tuning in to our very first podcast about first time. Firearm ownership. How you feeling, Danny?
1: <laughs> good. The podcast was good. I hope you guys take all the information and really take it in. Um, one thing about like how he was saying to actually do your homework on your instructors. We are on social media. Um, we make sure that we even our business pages. We make sure that we put you know our real. So, first, so that way you know exactly who you're dealing with, which is a big thing to me. Um, you don't want to meet somebody that's sort of pretending to be something that they're not. So, to me, <laughs> meeting someone that you actually, you know, done your homework on and it's like, this person is actually who you met and not a catfish is a very big thing.
0: It's a catfish for me. And I've met a lot of people that said, oh, I could do this, do this, do that. And then I meet them and I'm like, uh... So who was the guy that was on Instagram (laughs) that was doing this and that? Because that's not you, my man.
1: Right. And someone telling you they can't answer your answer your personal questions or they can't give you a phone number to contact or email to contact you or don't email you back because it's past their hours that you pay for. Like, yeah, that's automatically like a bad situation. So you want somebody that's mindful and understanding that you are a new firearm owner and that you're new to the 2A community. So. Just pay attention. Be aware of your situation. And like I said, do your homework. You don't want to waste money. You don't want to waste time. You don't want to learn the wrong way because that's a really big thing. It's it's harder to fix mistakes um, from people learning the wrong way than it is to teach a new shooter. So just, you know, take the time and do what you need to do.
0: Yes. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Okay? So... Don't get catfish. <laughs> Do your due diligence. Spend your money on a quality product. Okay? And if something just sounds too good to be true, question it. Right. If you walk onto a car lot and I got a Bentley and I only want $2,500, you're not going to just say, here. You're going to say, what's wrong with it? So, if I walk into a gun shop and I've heard about these guns that are quality and they're telling me $650, $750, great. And then I say, well, how much is this gun? Well, oh, that one's only $150 and it's brand new. Hmm. Why is that so cheap? So, just make sure you guys do your due diligence. You know what I mean? If y'all have any questions, you could check us out on Instagram. You could find me at Byron, B Y R O N. Underscore the instructor. And you can also find Miss Danny
1: <laughs> at Defensive Unicorns. Um it's d-e-f-e-n-s-i-v-e <laughs> underscore Unicorn U-N-I-C-O-R-N-S. Alright.
0: So we hope y'all enjoyed this first episode. We're gonna have a lot more coming. Definitely, if you have an idea or a topic you want to hear us talk about, definitely shoot us a DM on social media. And we will see if we could bang it out for you. So, stay tuned. We got way more content coming. So, stay tuned. Get ready. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We back. Well, we not back. We just getting started. But we'll be back.
1: Also, don't forget to check out our YouTubes. The link is in our bios from our Instagrams. We also have Facebook. So hit us up anytime. Also, for classes, the Train to Fight website, which is...
0: Train, the number two, Fight fightllc.com.
1: All right. Thank you, guys. Have a great day.
0: And as always, have fun, shoe safe.
1: Bye.